All right. All right. All right. Welcome back to the Red Bulletin Podcast. I'm your host, Andreas Georges. We got a preview podcast this week. This is where we dive into a uh, subject, contextual, somewhat related to next week's guest, provide a little bit of perspective, a little bit of depth to what we'll be talking about. And I wanted to lead off with this fact that over the course of a decade, next week's guest shot more than 1 million photos, not of wildlife or landscapes or even street portraits, but of parties, underground parties, VIP parties, the after after parties, you know, the ones you didn't get invited to. But there was still an opportunity for you to partake. The next day at work, you could head to thecobrasnake.com and scroll through photos of the sexy boys and sexy girls dancing around in euphoric ecstasy or tearing into a 12-pack of Paps Blue Ribbon. You could also see a very young Steve Aoki, Katy Perry, and Sky Ferreira before they played stadiums, being surrounded at the DJ decks or raging with the rest of the crowd. You saw fashion trends appear and disappear. Check shirts, woolly beanies, short shorts for dudes. Is that still a thing? Did you ever wear those, first name James? I think it's still a thing. American Apparel unitards. I know American Apparel is no longer a thing. They used to sponsor the Red Bulletin podcast host's underwear line, but they're out of business now. LA Apparel. Dove Charney changed it to LA Apparel. We're getting sidetracked. You saw Kanye on a flip phone and Paris on a Blackberry. You didn't see smartphones. They didn't exist yet. But that's, of course, the reason why thecobrasnake.com existed. If you were at the party, you wanted to see the shots. If you weren't at the party, you wanted to lurk around on the site, a voyeur before there was such a thing as Facebook or Instagram. You know you were. In the early 2000s, Cobra Snake and Last Night's Party, which is a site started and still going by photographer Merlin Bronx, unique to both sites was the quality of the photographic eye. Both of them had training. Merlin's father was a studio photographer, and Cobra Snake had taken classes in high school and college and refined his eye. What also stood apart in their photography was the willingness of their subjects to do what was necessary to get the most salacious, not suitable for work shot at times. That meant there was an instant connection, an instant level of trust. Now, people often mistakenly credit that to everyone being under the influence. They were, of course, mostly. But there were also social media personalities and training before that was even a word or a thing, social media influencers. Both last night's party and Cobra Snake were seizing upon our vanity, our desperation for those Warholian 15 minutes of fame. And they traveled the globe for it, first on their own dime, then as guests of the party promoters or brands collaborating with the party promoters. Pretty soon, Cobra Snake was getting gigs to shoot music video stills or advertising campaigns for agencies that wanted his eye and his enormous reach. He was a queen maker of sorts as well. One of his early subjects was a 15-year-old girl with a good look and a penchant for hardcore music. They met at a Blood Brothers concert in the summer of 2005, and he took some photos of her. Pretty soon she was interning for him, then joining him out at events. And whenever he posted photographs of her, he noticed something strange. The traffic from fashion community websites spiked. When the two of them were in New York, they paid a visit to the offices of style magazine Nylon. This was back when Nylon was true arbiter of style and street fashion. 
She was booked for a shoot the next day. Her name was Corey Kennedy, and though she modeled for a few brands and the occasional cover, she was mostly known as a digital darling, the Internet's first it girl, if you will. Clubs paid her cash to come to events during the week. Nylon gave her a column. She started a blog. This is 2006, remember, when blogs were a thing? She wrote about meeting Lindsay Lohan, Lohan calling her up to meet at the Chateau Marmont and going to Paris Hilton's house. People from far off places like France and Holland obsessed over her. (laughs) And as quickly as she blossomed on the internet, she faded. Her parents, perhaps rightly, concerned at the budding fame of a teenager intervened. If you look her up on Wikipedia now, the first thing her page says is former internet celebrity, which doesn't seem really fair. Cobra Snake doesn't have a Wikipedia page, by the way. He still has a website, though the CobraSnake.com has since been transitioned to a more conventional photographer's portfolio of his work, from lifestyle to fashion. You see, Instagram made party photographers out of all of us, and Mark Hunter was growing wary and chubby of his nightlife lifestyle. <laughs> so he pivoted in a massive way to a new line of work. He's a fitness guru now, Cobra Fitness. If you live in Los Angeles... You can see the Cobra Fitness van out in Santa Monica roaming the streets. If you go to Runyon Canyon, you will see a man dressed always eclectically, uh, sometimes always wearing frames, bright colors, weird prints and patterns, leading a group of up to 100 people up uh, a hike up Runyon Canyon. Um, he's He's a fitness guru without having a degree or having any sort of training in personal fitness. Look at him as a motivator. He's got the same kind of energy and enthusiasm that made him the darling of the nightlife scene. And now he just shifts it in a different direction. It's actually pretty cool. We talk about that. If you didn't know by now, Mark Hunter is next week's guest. Uh, He's a really interesting guy. Guy's still very much in transition. Guy's still very much trying to figure out what his next move is. But someone who can also give some excellent perspective on a journey that has taken him to some dizzying heights so far. I think you'll dig it. I think he's a guy that is reflective of a earlier, perhaps even more innocent time of the internet uh, before it became so professionalized, before it became so ubiquitous. So he's got some really good perspective on that. And he's also got this wonderful philosophy, which is that sometimes cutting in line is the best thing you can do. Hope you join us next time. See ya.